Yo, welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode we are joined by a seasoned vet of the podcast, gold t- uh, ECHL professional hockey goaltender Dylan Kelly. DK's been on probably three, four times already, so he knows he knows what's up. Like he's had a crazy journey since the last time we talked. He went from the Fed to the SPHL to the ECHL. Even got a cup of coffee in the American League, so I'm excited to hop in, hop in with that and just talk like this crazy journey that's been since the last time you've been on the podcast, but DK, welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure. Yeah, of course. It's always fun to get you on, but uh, start things off. Like how have you been? Like it's beginning of the off season for you kind of. So like, how's everything with that? It's good. I, uh, I moved back to Michigan. We lost in the first round of playoffs to Allen. And then after I probably hung around in Kansas city for a couple extra weeks, Moved back to Michigan end of May, started my summer training first week of June, stayed off the ice pretty much all of June, besides a couple of made Michigan like summer league games. And then um, I had, you know, one skate last week, had the little 4th of July holiday weekend, and then uh, I skated today. So now that we're kind of in July, I'm in maybe my second, third phase of training, uh, at least my um, in-gym training. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll start ramping things up here probably at least two days a week starting in July. So, Yeah, well, what's it been like uh, since getting back in the gym? Like, I know the gym, like, you build that foundation right right away. But then to get back on the ice, and that that's a grind when you're doing gym and ice. So how, how's that going? Uh, it's been good. You know, I think coming home, and I feel this way pretty much every summer, I'm ready to get back in the gym and and I'm ready to take a break from the ice. So usually, you know, this off season has been good so far in the gym. I I felt a lot stronger last summer. I had some shoulder issues, just um, some, some weaknesses and some tweaks, some some minor pain in my left shoulder. So that stuff's not there anymore. So just all around top to bottom, I feel stronger, a little bit more sturdy. I've got a little bit more, um, what would you call it? stiffness as you would say which is a good thing in, in some of your movements you need stiffness so you can explode out of them um so I, I feel pretty good in those in those ways and um yeah I think at this point for me I'm always just trying to lean out a little bit in the summer so that's my goal right now and then it'll help skating again once I start skating I'll I'll drop away pretty quick but uh no it's been good I think it's it's harder for the transition from season to gym is much easier than the transition from like off season back into off season on the ice. Um, you know, my first couple of skates, if just your wind is not there. You know, I've been doing cardio in the gym and whatnot, but it's just not the same. So for me, those first couple of skates, those are the hardest because you're just sucking wind the whole time. And then again, just trying to track pucks again after taking however much time off. It's always a challenge. I think that's the biggest thing I'm still noticing right now. Yeah. Having I've probably skated maybe four times since the season, five times max. So it's just for me, the biggest thing I'm noticing is I just I gotta get back in the routine and, and the uh, habits of tracking pucks well. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the most like overlooked things is like you could be doing all the cardio in in the gym, but there's nothing like going on the ice and then taking reps, taking shots on the ice, and like it's a it's a whole different cardio based thing and like it you really need need to be on the ice to get that cardio to be where you want it to be especially going in season absolutely yeah there's 
I think for players and for goalies, cardio, you like, you need to do it in the gym for sure. And it, and it helps. It does translate, but there's nothing that, um, you know, translates as well as cardio on the ice. So if you have the opportunity to do some like conditioning on the ice in the summer, uh, at least later in the summer, it might be a little yeah. early to do it now, but um, later in the summer, if, if that's a, an option for, for you or for, you know, listeners, I, I definitely think it's probably the most be- beneficial way to, you know, get your cardio. Yeah, absolutely. So you're almost, you're back on, back on the ice. Like you said, like, what are some of like the main, like, focus points that you're looking at to to like get better at for this coming off season going into season sure. I think uh I guess from like a technical standpoint uh, I'm sure it's pretty similar for a lot of guys at my level or higher across the board is I'm just always trying to continue to work on my skating and work on my feet I want to be able to beat more passes on my feet the less you slide and the more passes you can beat on the feet the usually the better off you're going to be the um better chance you're going to have of stopping the puck. So that's always the main focus for me, puck tracking. Um, you know, I'm not like, I wouldn't say I, you hear it all the time. Goalie coaches use the term a natural puck tracker, you know, like Carey Price, natural puck tracker, Andre Vasilevsky, natural puck tracker. I wouldn't call myself a natural puck tracker. So that is also something I'm always working on. My, uh, I'd say puck handling up until really the last year or two has probably been well, probably the last year has been a weaker point of my game. So that's something that's come a long way. It's something I really noticed a big change from um, this year compared to the year before. Uh, I'm just much more confident in, um, in making plays and, and going back there. And I think that's half the battle. So that's something I want to continue to build on because it's something that, you know, when you get to these higher levels and guys are so similar in skill level, it's something that can set you apart. And whether your coach understands goaltending or not, they can notice a good a, a goaltender who's a good puck handler and they can yeah. notice a goaltender who's a bad puck handler. So um, I would say, you know, those three things from a technical standpoint. And then as far as reads go, I'd say simple stuff, at least to start, you know, low to high reads, um, things in tight. So plays from behind the net. I feel like players, the higher you climb, do a better job of, you know, putting pucks in your feet, putting you in uncomfortable positions yeah. from, you know, pucks below the goal line or starting from below the goal line and coming up or coming into the net. So uh, I would say from a read standpoint, that stuff really just to start. Yeah. Those are, those are all like good things to have in mind, especially as you go into the ice more onto the ice more and more throughout the off season, like, you know, what to, what to work on and like, do you, do you like write stuff down like before practice, like what you want to work on that day? Cause obviously you can't do all that in one day. So you sure. just pick, pick those little things uh, per session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say, so luckily like having a goalie coach that I work with consistently and Rob Liddell, him and I kind of create a, uh, you know, a game plan for the summer and he has, he knows my game just as well, if not better than I do at this point. So he knows what I need to work on. We've been on the same page. We've been doing this for, for years and years now. So, we have that pretty dialed in and that that's kind of nice. It's something I don't have to think about. I don't have to worry about. I just have trust in him and um, you know, we've got a process and we just got to work through it in terms of, you know, the group skates and skill skates, depending on the skate, you know, like today, for example, the skate I was telling you about before we went on, we started the podcast. I'm not really going out there with too much in my mind other than like, I need to sweat. I need to get my feet moving. 
and just try and track pucks. You're out there with some of the best players in the NHL. The 4th of July was two days ago. You know, I just need to sweat, feel pucks. It's early in the off season. So rather than going out there with a bunch of objectives and then I get scored on four out of every five shots, like you're not getting a whole lot done. So it's just going to cause more harm than good and frustrate you. So for the skates like that, you know, my focus is just try and track pucks, have fun, work hard, simple as that. And then, uh, you know, other group skates, like this groups pro skates that we do at 2SP are a little bit more um, broken down where we've got some individualized goalie time. We've got some group flow drill time and we've got some mini game, you know, game situation time. Um, so those I can kind of, and we do have a goalie coach out for those as well, but it's more monitoring rather than like a one-on-one goalie session. So, and when you're out of the net, you know, you shoot ideas back and forth, talk then, but I wouldn't call it a goalie session by any means. So those are skates. I can kind of have more of objectives in my head of, okay, today, like today we're going to focus on obviously you tracking pucks, but uh, let's say if there's, you know, I want to work on just rotating into my post and being square or being able to rotate and get across on those long T pushes across crease on rush plays and, you know, make sure I'm getting my hips open right now. I'd say it's probably more technical than it is like thought process on reads for me. I just, I'm still feeling how my body feels from the off season feeling, you know, how my body is operating and feeling after, you know, having, you know, a few, few months in the gym, I'm, I'm, I'm stronger. I'm rotating better. I'm moving quicker. My time to take off faster. So things like that also translate to the ice and you kind of have to, in a way, you know, relearn, um, relearn yourself a little bit. So right now I'm just trying to dial that stuff in and kind of as, as things progress here, we'll keep uh, getting more and more detailed. Yeah. It's just nice to have a little bit of everything where you're doing like that skill work. You're having like those mini games where you can work on like that game, like game situation, even though like sometimes it's like two on two, three on three. So it's a different type of game situation, but at least you're getting those reads and everything. And then just to have like all that come together and like, hopefully by the end of the off season, you're putting everything together where you're dialed in to go to camp and succeed there. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's, that's the goal. And, it's 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 not about how you start the off season. It's about where you end and how you're feeling at the end of it. So it's a long, long time. You know, I don't go back until October. So at this point, it's just stick to the process, trust it, work hard. And uh, you know, I think too, aside from you know, I think mentally too, you can get a lot out of some of these skill skates that might be just goalie baggers. But there's going to be situations in games where you're just exhausted. And then all of a sudden two of your teammates do something stupid and you got to kill a five on three when you've already kind of been keeping the team in it. Like, no, like, of course, yeah, you probably don't want to do that, but you have to. So yeah, you might be gassed and this next drill might be a three shot drill with three shots coming from the slot and you don't want to do it, but what are you going to do? Get off the ice? Like you got to do it. So mentally it teaches you just kind of how to deal with bullshit that maybe you don't want to do and then uh, find a way to do it anyways and, and do it to the best of your ability. So I mean, that's what goaltending is. Oh, yeah. And it's all, it's good to, good to get gas because, like you said, like those situations happen. Like I know this season I had a situation occur where it was I had to face five or three back-to-back five-on-threes, like without like uh-huh. just teammates taking penalties left and right, and you're, you're on the penalty kill for eight, ten minutes. So that's half the period. And 
it's in your zone the entire time. So you just got to be ready. And like those, those help you get in, into those situations, especially when you're so gassed by the second five on three that you have, to, you have to face. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, you, you also played in some made in Michigan, Michigan games over the summer. It's so like, how, how are those? And just to get back into, in a game action game speed. <clears throat> this is my first summer playing in like uh, made in Michigan or like a league like that. I've played in two games. And I've given them nine goals in both games. So they've been fun. I'll say that. There were two, like, two games earlier in the summer. I'm on Paul Cotter's team. So he was still in playoffs and, like, still in Vegas. Stanley so, Cup champ there. Um, Stanley Cup champ. Shout out to him. But uh, a lot of guys just weren't around. Um, a lot of guys also weren't ready to skate yet because it starts a little early for the pro guys. You know, the college kids are ramping it up a little bit in June, and the pro guys are like, I don't want to go anywhere near the ice. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to be in a rink. So we've had low, low numbers. Like, the two games I played, I think we had nine skaters the one one game, and then I think 10 or 11 maybe the next game. So, um, you know, it, it's about having fun. It's I think for me it's, again, more about just staying in that the, the thought process of being in a game. So – you know, it's, it can be easy to take three, four months off to forget about that process or forget about that feel. So I'm just worried about that. Uh, really. I, that's what I'm, you know, it's, it's, it is game like stuff, but it is still summer. Like guys aren't, you know, laying out the block shots and guys aren't, you know, breaking their back, back checking, yeah. you know, if they're tired, they're going to coast and I expect them to. So like, you know, it's, it's all in good fun. And, um, but yeah, so Two games, 18 goals against, zero wins. Uh, lots to build on there. But uh, we've got our squad back now. So I, And I play – I actually play this Sunday and I think Tuesday. So hopefully we'll get a couple W's. Stay tuned. Yeah, at least at least you're having fun out there. And, like, no better time than just being at the rink and just playing, playing like, a fun summer game with, with the fellas. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and it's – you know, it can be – I think that was something, too. My first game, it was, it was – not that I go into hockey games stressed, but going into a game knowing that there is really like it really does not matter at all. Yeah. I'm not making any money here. Like I'm not if if we lose, like no one cares. If we win, no one cares. Like we're just out here to kind of stay in it. Yeah. You know, for come out, you know, to be ready for, for October, September, whenever camp is. So yeah, it's it is it's fun to play a game like that. Yeah. Here there. Uh, absolutely. Def definitely fun for sure. But I want to get into like the last the last couple of years that you've had in your in your career where uh like last last time you were on you're with making the SP and since then you've worked your way up to the ECHL to the AHL it's like what's been that journey like for you over the last couple of years yeah uh honestly it's been wild i think um you know in making i was the only returner I was actually voted team captain so it was, I think it was a great spot for me to be just, I was able to lead. I was able to, you know, carry our team. And um, if we were going to win games, it was, I was going to have a lot to do with it. So I think it really just taught me how to just take another step in being a leader and, you know, being a goalie that is ready for the next level. Yeah. And then I got my opportunity in Kansas city, played well there. Um, I only got one game when I was there, but played well in one in Tulsa. And then they traded me to Rapid. Spent uh, most of my year in Rapid City. I went there, played. I was splitting time with my partner that was there and got hot. The team got hot. I got hot. And we had a great group of guys in Rapid City. I won 
I think I rambled off nine straight wins, was nine and oh, got called off, called up from um, to Henderson in the American League. No idea, like no one said nothing about me playing. You know, my coaches, when they told me I was going up, they never said anything about playing. Uh, when I talked to, you know, management and the coaching staff at Henderson, no one said anything about playing. And I uh, flew in on like a Thursday, backed up Thursday in San Diego. And then we were playing, we had a home and home. So we were playing Friday night um, at home in, um, in Henderson against San Diego. And I kind of thought, I was like, well, you know, like, could be a game like it would make sense for me to play tomorrow but again like they've seen me in the mornings that they, they haven't even seen me play really like I they saw me in like a, a warm-up I you know I warmed up for the game that I backed up and that was it so and we didn't have you know a morning skate the next day so I just didn't know what was going to happen so we got we get back and Freddie Brathwaite was our goalie coach there in Henderson and he just called me off, called me over when we got off the bus and told me, you know, I might be playing tomorrow. And even when he said that, I was kind of like, oh, okay. And I walked away. I was like, yeah, whatever. Kind of just thinking like, yeah, okay. Like if you say so, I, don't get me wrong. I was a little nervous, but I still like wasn't totally bought in like that I was actually going to get the nod. So whatever, wake up the next day. Don't hear anything. Don't hear anything. I go get, I'm going to get food. It's at this point, it's like, 11:30. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not playing. Like, telling my parents I'm not playing. I'm sitting at lunch. It's like noon. I get a text from Freddie saying, "Hey, you're going tonight. Like, congrats. Have fun." And then I shit my pants, threw away my meal, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. So texting my mom, my parents, they started going crazy too. And I mean, I was pretty at that point. Once I got the the initial text, I was like, uh. I've never been someone who gets nervous, but I was a little, I was a little nervous. Like I was like, Whoa, like, okay. Like it just kind of threw me for a loop. Cause I wasn't totally expecting it. And yeah. um, looking back now, it couldn't have happened in a better way. Cause it was like, I had very little time to think about it. I just had to go on and kick and like do my thing and um, whatever, played the game and um, played pretty well. We ended up winning in a shootout three, two, I think, or four, three. Yeah. Four, three, maybe. Yeah. And uh, one in a shootout. I stopped all three in the shootout. It was freaking. I, yeah. I, I like the Sully at the end there too. I uh, yeah, I, I you know I wish I, I it's you know it wasn't the smoothest thing by any means. It was that was just honestly pure, uh, just like excitement. I couldn't believe it. I was just, yeah, just throwing my hands in the air. I was just so fired up. But um, you know we had in overtime. There was like they had a power play, and I made like three or four like huge saves that kept us in it and we get through overtime. And at that point, you know, I just remember coming to the bench and Yuri Patera was my partner and he was awesome through like my whole time there. And that whole game, just like pumping my tires, <clears throat> trying to help me, you know, just stay loose, whatever. And after that overtime, like I made some saves, he's kind of like smiling, like pumping me up, just like, Oh, let's go. Blah, blah. And I was kind of just smiling and laughing at that point. I'm like, Holy fuck. Like, sorry. But uh, go, for it. go for it. You know, like what is ha like? Here I am. First American League game was playing in the Fed a year ago, and now I'm going into a shootout. Um, and in in my head too, I'm like, you know, it's three two. Like I made thirty some saves. I'm like, even if you lose this game, like you like you showed you can play at this level. So at that point, I I wasn't content. I wanted to win, but I was also just like, okay, like you didn't prove yourself, but you proved that you can do it. Like that 
you know, you're, you're capable. So um, whatever, we ended up going out and winning. And I want to say Paul Cotter actually scored the shootout winner for us too, which is crazy because he trains at 2SP with us too. And um, he lives in like the same area as me too. So I've seen him quite a bit the last couple of summers, but it's just funny that, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't know him then. Like when I got called up there, I didn't know him at all. So it's just ironic that, you know, the kid who scores the winner for me to win my first American League game is also from Michigan, trains at the same gym as, you know, that I, you know, coach at now. And uh, it was pretty special, pretty special. But uh, and then I got a second start right after uh, we played like on Monday or Tuesday in San Diego. And uh, I was supposed to back up and um, something happened in Vegas. So we get to the game to like start warming up for the game. The goalie, Freddie calls us all three of us over because we had just gotten Isaiah Seville um, from college and he had just gotten in, like hadn't even, I don't even think skated with the team yet. And um, they call us over and uh, Patty was supposed to play. I was supposed to back up. Um, Seville was supposed to just like watch in the stands, kind of get a feel for it. And uh, something happened in Vegas. So they Vegas called and hey, they're like, Hey, Yuri can't play. Like he might have to come up tomorrow. So we can't afford him to get hurt. So he's, you have to scratch him. Kelly's playing and then Seville's got to back up. So kind of, again, like now, okay, here I am thinking, Oh, maybe I just get one start, but like now I get a second one kind of like, you know, lucky, so to speak. And um, it was in San Diego played really well. We lost three, two or yeah, I think maybe three, one, they got an empty netter. Um, something like that, but played really, really well again. So now I'm on my high horse. I'm like, dude, you're balling. You're going to go to the show. Keep rolling. Keep keep going. You know, I, I win my first one. I'm 10 and 0, you know, since 2022 or whatever. Excuse me. And um, yeah, I lost my next three. But I, my third game against Tucson, I kind of got shit on, humbled a little bit, didn't play great, gave up like three, four power play goals. Um, and then my last game played against Bakersfield, played well, got yanked, but it was more of a pity poll. And they wanted to get Seville some some time because he had just gotten there. I think he had only played in one game. So they just wanted him, him to get some more reps and whatnot. We ended up losing the game 4 nothing. But cool part about that game was, uh, I mean, I whatever, I played well, and that was one of the better teams in the league. But got to play against uh, Skinner, actually. So that was pretty cool to see, you know. And then obviously to see him – in the NHL doing what he did this year was pretty awesome. So it's cool to like play against a guy like that and then see him go on to the next level and have success. So, yeah, that's, a, that's such a crazy ride. Cause like you said, like a year ago before your first start, you're in the fed and you had to work your way up four different levels of professional hockey to get to where you were today. And like, that's what like at, after you think about it and all, like just got to make the most of those opportunities given to you. And you just got to keep rolling with those opportunities because you never know when when it could be, like, your last time in the A or the coach, sure. whatever whatever it may be. And you just got to keep riding and just make the make the most of every opportunity. Absolutely. That's all it is. And, you know, I, I'm very fortunate to have gotten to play four American League games and, and to win one of them, you know, is, is awesome. So um, my goal is to get more – you know, more games this year and more wins as well. So um, we'll kind of see, see what happens, but grateful for that time in Henderson, grateful for my time working with Freddie Brathway. He was awesome, awesome guy. Um, really loved learning from him and just like 
talking to him too. He's just a really good dude, really funny guy, great energy around the room. So aside from not just me, but everyone in that locker room loved Freddie just because he, he was just good energy. So um, fun guy to be around. But from there, yeah, I went back to Rapid City, finished the year there, you know, played. We lost in playoffs. I think we lost, we lost the second round that year. And then um, last summer it would have been now. Uh, some affiliations changed. Rapid City didn't ever him to keep me anymore. So then Kansas City actually traded back for me and then spent the whole last season in Kansas City. And uh, actually, as of yesterday, signed to go back there um, next year. So, congrats on that. Hopefully, uh, make make your way up to uh, up to the A. What? Because what's the Mavericks AHL affiliate? Coachella, and then Seattle's our uh, AHL team. Yeah, so hopefully you make it up to Coachella this year and see where you can go from there. Yeah, I've uh, I think it's in Palm Springs. I I don't think I I think I could find myself enjoying it there. So yeah, that'd be awesome. But, uh, you know, one thing at a time, oh, we yeah. had a good group in KC coming back. So I'm just looking forward to an opportunity to run it back with the fellas and, you know, build on what we did last year. We lost in the first round, and but uh, it was our first time making playoffs in four years. So, you know, the goal this year is, is play more games, be the guy, you know, lead, lead the way, you know, in the room and on the ice and, you know, get through the first round and make a serious run at the Kelly. So. You know, I, Cam Johnson can't win the Kelly Cup another year. So we, someone's got to stop that guy and, and those Gators. So it might as well be me. Yeah, there, there we go. Take, go, go face Cam again in the in the finals and win, win out. Might have to, man. Out I have to. He's yeah. uh, you know what? I'll throw it out there because it's all I got on him. You know, at the end of the day, he's got the rings and he's got the MVPs, but played him. Uh, we played him this year and we got to go head to head and I beat him three two. So. Got to got to rub go. that one in, but you know what? He got the last laugh, and I'll say this: we hung out after the game, and that little—I can call him a, a couple couple things that I won't say. But that guy, man, he was like, "Hey, man," he's like, "You know, shook my hand." He's like, "You beat my ass tonight." He's like, "But that's the last time we're gonna see you all year." <laughs> kind of saying like, "Yeah, we won't run into you in playoffs because we're going all the way, and you guys won't get there." And I was like, "Whatever." And you know what? He backed it up. I mean, that was in like. Shit, January, February, so it was early. And, I mean, they were, like, I think they went in as a four seed. So, it was, like, but he just – they just knew all the way. He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he, you know, he, he knew yeah. he was going to do that from, from day one. So, shout out to him, man. He's a good buddy of mine. I love the guy to death and couldn't be happier for him and the success that he's having down there. So, it's pretty cool. And it was awesome to get to play against him this year, too. Like, that was uh, – being a guy him and I have been really close friends for for years now and that was our first first time ever even um our teams ever playing each other yet alone getting to actually play against each other so that was pretty that was a special moment for me this this season yeah he, he he's a beauty for sure I remember the first time I met him after when he was up in Cleveland with the Wolves and yep yeah he would say he didn't play great uh, he made made some solid saves and pl- I thought he played great but he's like I played like ass like that that's not me and I was like and that was like our first interaction like that was like just from there on you're like he's a beauty oh yeah he is uh he's the definition of beauty oh yeah a- absolutely but I want to go back to Henderson a little bit here so your first game you win in the shootout like you said and then you get the the silent treatment and then the water bottle uh the water bottle uh 
report all over you. It's like, what, yeah. what the reactions about, or like, what were the emotions after the game when you got to the locker room? Yeah, honestly, I was awkward. Like I heard when I was walking in, I was, I don't know if I was like second, like, I don't know what star, but I was a star of the game. I might've been the first star. It have been the first, my first win. Yeah. Um, but whatever, I'm, I'm walking in and I'm smiling. Of course I'm pumped, fired up, but I just hear like, so I knew like something weird was happening. I had just gotten to this team too. So like the guys don't know me. I don't know the guys. Um, not the most comfortable in the room. I'm usually a more outgoing, like goofy, like loud, obnoxious guy in in a room where I'm like comfortable, but that's just not the way to carry yourself on a new team, especially when you're up at a a new level like that. So, um, I, I didn't really know what to do. I walked in and I, I remember just saying like, Hey guys, as they're like being quiet and then I just like walked to my stall like sat down didn't really know it was gonna happen and yeah I just got attacked and doused in water and I just remember like I, I wore contacts and my one of my contacts got all like messed up and I was just like oh my goodness but the water actually felt unreal because I was like sweating bullets so um that was nice um my gear all my gear was obviously drenched for the next 48 hours but um no it was just it was surreal you know I I had to do an interview after, and then I got to call my mom and my dad. Once I called my parents, I, I kind of like teared up a little bit. It was just, I knew how happy it made them. And, um, you know, the second my mom answered the phone, she was already in tears. So um, that was just probably the most special part for me is, you know, awesome, you know, accomplishment for myself, but the, uh, the joy and happiness that it, you know, brings my mom, my brother, my dad, my family, you know, my sister, um, all of them. I think that's what really, uh, you know, pulls at my heartstrings the most is just how, how happy it makes them. Um, and, and how much fun they have watching that stuff too. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty surreal. And then after that, my phone was blowing up from, you know, got my guys in Macon, guys in Rapid City, guys in Kansas City, guys. So it was just, what a tour. And at that point I was just riding the wave, enjoying it, but I did go to the casino. I went right to the casino with, <laughs> There we go. Um, what a way to Cruz, celebrate. Which kind of another cool thing was Brandon Cruz, um, a guy, he was drafted by Vegas. He had just gotten there in his entry-level deal. He had just finished school. Him and I had met back when I was still in college, so five years ago at least, um, working at a summer hockey camp in Ann Arbor called Hockey University. So here's a guy, and he had um, – I was with him the night he got drafted by Vegas, actually, because we had like a – um, hockey, like a hockey university, like company party that night. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just what a cool, like what a coincidence, like, okay, here's this kid that I worked this camp with back when he's going to, you know, he's in Bowling Green. I'm at Adrian. And then now he gets there two days before I get my first American league call up. And, um, I don't think he played that game, but he was in the stand. So it's like, here's a kid, another Michigan kid who I knew before this, I've never played with him before, but now we're buddies and, you know, he's watching me, you know, win a game, my first American League game. But he actually joined me, um, went out with me just to, like, one of the casinos, played some roulette, had a couple drinks and whatnot. So what a, what a way to celebrate after that first American League victory. And, oh, you know, probably win or lose a lot, a lot of money there. We were up. Actually, we were up. I was up maybe 100, 200, and then he was up maybe three or four. But you know, it was just, the night that it was, I wasn't going home. Like I was either going home with nothing or I was going home with like a thousand. Yeah. So we, we were like, all right, one, one last hand, let's just go all in. And we, we all lost on our last, last <laughs> hand. So whatever, 
you know, it is what it is, but I, I guess my luck ran out that uh, in the hockey rink. Hey, but you made, made a lot of new stories and a lot of lifetime memories after the, after that. So that's all, that's what really counts. Absolutely, man. That's the stuff. I mean, it's cliche to say, but that's the stuff you remember forever is the, the memories with the boys, the, yeah. Uh, it's a little thing, you know, we don't totally remember. I, I will, this is a win, you know, I will remember probably the rest of my life, but, um, you know, other than that, it's not the wins and losses. It's, it's just uh, the moments and the memories really. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. So like, what, what was like the transition going from the ECHL to the American league? And like, what were some of the things you learned from going up, going up those levels? It's quicker for sure. Um, and guys are just more precise, like with their shots, they make plays with less time. They make, you know, plays more crisp with more pressure. You know what I'm saying? So everything is just cleaner. Like the game is just much cleaner. Um, uh, I think another big thing I noticed was you can't like, you can't give teams power plays. Teams are just too good on the power play at the next level. And, um, that was just something like I gave up. I know like of the goals I gave up over half were power play goals when I was in the American league. So that was, and whether that was a me thing or a team thing or just a league thing, you just can't take penalties. Um, so that was, those were probably two big things. And then, um, what else? I think, yeah, just the decision-making of guys and guys can just place the puck. Like they, um, you know, they put it where they want it. So everything's just that much that that much cleaner, that much crisper. Um, but on the flip side, like your D are that much cleaner, that much crisper. So I don't know. You can have a little bit more faith, I guess, a little bit more trust in your players, and that guys will make the right play and and stuff like that. So um, you know, there's a little give and take there. But I think those are probably the biggest things. And you can't you can't get chasing like the second you start chasing as a goal, you're done. Because I guys notice that and you know, they'll, they'll just make you pay for it. They'll, they'll fake a shot, make you bite, and then just go back door for a wide open net. And, um, I think actually I forgot something too. The first thing I noticed was guys won't just shoot pucks. I was thinking going into this game, I was like, they're going to throw everything at me. ECHL kid playing the SP. They're going to just try and pepper me and get me yanked in the first period, yeah. which I'm like, great, let's go. Cause I'm like, that gets me into the game. gets me feeling the puck. And it wasn't like that at all. Like, it was very, very slow. I really didn't feel like I got into the game, really, honestly, until, like, the third. Um, you know, we came out of the first 0-0, I think, after the second. It might have been – or maybe it was 1-1 after the first, 3-1 after the second, 3-3 after the third, and then shootout, whatever. But um, my legs felt really heavy in the second, and then for whatever reason, I just felt great in the third in an overtime and in a shootout. But um, that was probably the biggest thing is guys, they like, if they don't have a great A or like a true scoring chance, they're not just going to dump it in your belly. So I think, you know, one of the first things I noticed was they're not just going to throw pucks on net that you're just going to swallow, you know, hold on to. They're not going to give you easy saves to get you into the game, to get you feeling the puck. I, that was a really the first thing that I noticed just going into it thinking I was going to get a lot of shots early on and that they were just going to try and test me early, but it wasn't like that. They were, they wait for great days. They, uh, they take smart shots. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that was, yeah, that was hands down. The, the probably the first thing I noticed was just, um, 
how uh, it's it's about quality shots versus quantity. Yeah, they're they're definitely gonna make you make you work for your saves, especially since you're a new guy from from the coast. Like they're just gonna put as many quality shots as they can. Just like like you said, try to get you yanked in the first, but obviously that didn't work. But you guys did have to make a comeback from down three one. So like, what was the what was the atmosphere like when you guys were able to come back from three one to tie it up? Yeah, it was crazy, and it was our um, I believe it was the last game that we were playing in that old arena. Um, during my time there, we actually moved into the new arena, which was pretty cool to see too. I never got to like play or dress it, dress in a game there, but um, yeah, that was our last game in that barn, their old like original rink. So uh, the atmosphere was unreal. Like it was through the roof. One thing I'll never forget is during the anthem, how the whole crowd went, um, like during the anthem, when they say night, like the whole crowd says nights with them um, and just standing on the ice and like hearing that for the first time, it just sent a rush down my spine. So that was uh, the crowd. Yeah. The crowd there was, was electric for sure. Great place to play. Yeah. Yeah. And like they, they wouldn't say hockey wouldn't work, wouldn't work in Vegas, but with Knights win a Stanley cup and silver Knights are doing a pretty good thing over there as well. So obviously Vegas is good for, for hockey over there. It is. They love it. And I've worked some goalie camps out there, actually, for Jim Stanaway. And, uh, no, you see Vegas Golden Knights stuff everywhere. People have stickers on their car. They've got license plate covers. Like, they're obsessed um, with their hockey out there in Vegas. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. And, like, another – like, other spots that are great for, for hockey, Rapid City and Kansas City. Like, what's it been like playing in the ECHL with Rapid City and then going to, going to Kansas City and then having you get traded back there? Yeah, no, it was great. I uh, honestly, I'm really grateful for my time in both spots. My first going to Kansas City, I liked it. You know, the organization seemed to be well ran, well taken care of. Um, the owner um, of the Chiefs is also owner of our team. So we've got good management, stuff like that, which is important. Apartments were good, things like that. So yeah, I enjoyed my time there. I enjoyed the coaching staff. And then uh, just numbers game didn't have room for me and went to Rapid City. And I, I actually really loved my time in Rapid City. I, um, there was, there's not much to do there. So, you, ha you know, you really need a good group of guys there and to be a close-knit team if you're really going to have any fun away from the rink. And uh, we had a great group, probably one of the, my favorite groups I've ever played with um, was that year in Rapid City. We really didn't have any – hey – we really didn't have any contracted goalies or any contracted players other than, um, you know, my goalie partners. So we were all there on coast deals all there because, you know, we wanted to be there. We didn't have anywhere else that we were trying to play. Like we wanted to be there, wanted to play for each other, wanted to win, love the coach there. And Scott Burt, again, one of my favorite coaches, if not my favorite coach I've ever played for. Um, awesome, awesome guy and uh, great coach as well. So we went on a pretty good run, which was also something kind of like we were doing something new. Rapid hadn't been very good the last past couple of years. So we really kind of, um, the, the city really rallied around us, which was cool. Yeah. And then um, kind of same thing in the off season numbers game didn't have room to keep me. So Kansas City wanted me back and um, all my, you know, Rapid City handled it very professionally and respectfully on my part. So I'm grateful that, you know, for them on, for that reason. But um, yeah, it was always nice. It's nice being traded back to somewhere you're familiar with. Uh, you get traded and it's 
you know, nice knowing that there's a team that, you know, wants you, they're trading for you because they want you. So that's, that's cool. And it feels good as well. So um, yeah. And, and again, I love my time in Kansas city this year. It's a great city, obviously being there um, when the chiefs want it. It's, it's a big, big sports city. They love their chiefs, see chiefs up everywhere. So it was awesome to be a part of that. And uh, yeah, the city's fun. Um, organization's great. And uh, we had a good group of guys there as well. So really excited to kind of be a, be a returner this year and um, continue to just kind of build on a culture that we're, that we're, that we're trying to build there and, um, you know, continue having some more success as well. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about success, like you've had success in the, in the ECHL so far in your career. It's like, what have been some of those keys that has led you to this success after you're going from, the Fed, yes, be the coast, the American leagues, like just taking like everything into consideration. Yeah, I think honestly, like not sound cliche, but for me, it's just trying to focus on gratitude and having fun. Um, you know, it's I don't, I wouldn't say it's any one like technical thing that has helped me, you know, climb the ladder, or be more consistent. It's really, I think for me, it's just I've I've just learned how to be more present, um, and just enjoy the game more. I think early in my career, I just stressed too much, thought too much in that, and you just can't play that way, at least not consistently. So for me, it's it's been a lot about just being present, being grateful for the opportunity, even just to be playing wherever you're at. You know, I remember when COVID hit and I was playing in the Fed, I was just grateful to be playing a real hockey game again, regardless of the level I was at. So being grateful that I have the opportunity to play this game that I'm, you know, good enough at hockey to play in a league or at a level where it's, it's streamed on TV and stuff. And my family gets to watch. And it's something that, you know, they plan their weekends around because they love watching hockey games. Like I'm, you know, providing happiness and, and, you know, entertainment for my family back home, even when I can't see them. So that's a big thing, honestly, that I think about every game day is just them and, you know, how much they love it and how much I love the game and just how grateful I am to be here. And, at the end of the day, if I just go out there and, and play my game and do my thing, it's it's a team game. We'll see what happens. And um, I've just had success that way, kind of just rather than feeling like it's all on me out there, I'm, I'm just out there to do a job like everyone else on my team is. And, um, you know, at the end of 60 minutes, we'll see where we're at. And from there, we can kind of evaluate, did I do my job or, um, or didn't I? Or could I have done my job a little bit better? So, um, you know, for me, I think that's that, those have, that's honestly been like the biggest thing. I wouldn't say there's like any one thing, like, you know, I think back to like the year that Devin Dubnik broke out in like Minnesota or whatever. And there's that article about, oh, the big thing for him was head trajectory of like moving his head on the puck or whatever like that. Like, I don't know. There, there's no, there's nothing like that for me. It's, it's really just my mental approach, I think, to the game as well as helps my consistency. And I think is what makes me like dangerous nowadays yeah and like you're playing tension-free hockey and you're just letting letting loose and just having fun and obviously you've seen it and we all know when you're having fun like those are your best games definitely well what do you what do you do in like the mental uh mental compartment to get ready for those games and just to have yourself uh be dangerous like you said sure uh you know my game day stuff has really simplified and um, my goalie partner, Shane Starr, actually helped me a lot with this a little bit this year, too, is, <clears throat> excuse me, you just play so many games, and the games are so long, and the travel can get um, 
you know, tough at times too. So to have a two hour warm up that you, you know, feel like you have to get through every single game day to feel like prepared and feel like you're going to be able to do your job is, it's just, it's twice as taxing. So it's just too much. And, you know, honestly for me on game days, like, and you hear it all the time is like, well, put your work in during the week. And then, you know, game days, you don't think like those are just for fun. And I mean, that really is true. I mean, I'm a, I think the biggest thing is you got to have habits. Like for me, I meditate every single day. It's, it's not a matter of like, that's me putting in work during the week. That's just a habit. That's just something I do. Like it's, yeah. it's no different than me waking up and brushing my teeth in the morning. That's just how I look at it. Um, that goes a long ways with, with kind of the mental preparation side um, of sport. But for me, yeah, yeah. When I show up for game days, like I'm just trying to have fun, trying to stay loose, trying to be present, I'm not trying to get in my head. I'm not really thinking about my game. I'm not really thinking about the other team. I'm not thinking about like nothing. Like I've got some, I've got a warm up that I do like mobility stuff and a, a dynamic things like that. Um, some hand eye racquetball stuff and some visualization to kind of get myself dialed in. But it always ends with just reminding myself to be present, be grateful and thankful. And at the end of the day, you just got to go out and, you know, flop it out there, see what happens, you know, like go out there and kick. Like I think a big um, mental cue for me is I, I like to just remind myself like, Hey, like fighters mentality. Like when you're in the octagon, like, you've got two choices. You're going to get your ass kicked or you're going to kick someone's ass. So it's like, when you're in the net, it's the same thing. Like you're either going to get your ass kicked and get pulled or you're going to kick their ass and you're going to dominate. So what do you want to do today? Really? It's like, what's, you know, and I watched the Shaq documentary too. And, um, you know, he, he talks to himself a lot. He'd be like, you know, Oh, you think you're the best? Like, you think you're this, you think of that, go prove it big boy. Like he'd always tell himself, go prove it big boy. And so like, that's something I like to tell myself too, to get myself in that, you know, attack mentality versus the, the fear, like sit back and kind of wait for it mentality, you know, um, to kind of get me in that attack mode, that, that swagger mode. I'm like, all right, go prove it. You think you're the best goalie out here? You think you're the best goalie in this league? You think you deserve to be in the American league again? Like if you want to be in the American league, you're going to have to be the best goalie in this league. So go prove it. So um, that just is kind of how, for me, I get into that, that swagger mode. And from there you just play, like, I'm not thinking much. I'm, I've got my routine throughout the games, you know, my cues to keep me, keep me centered, keep me focused, keep me neutral. But um, at the end of the day, it's just playing. Yeah. Just got to play. A absolutely. Like, I, I love that. Cause like, you're just doing whatever, whatever you can to just prove, prove to everyone that you, you're the best goalie in the league. You're the best goalie of, of the game, whatever it is. And you're just going out there like in attack mode and just trying to prove yourself and prove, prove others wrong. I, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I like how you brought up, like, your goalie partners, like Shane Starrett, like, even when, like, Yuri Patero is up there, like, your your goalie partners, like, it's super important to have, like, a good relationship with your goalie partners, and obviously you could see that when you're with Henderson and Kansas City, so, like, what's it like just, uh, or, like, what are some tips you'd give to help yourself, or help others uh, build, like, that foundation where it's, like, you need it, you have to have a good relationship with your goalie partner? Sure. I honestly, I think biggest things is understanding one, you can't play every game. You can't. Mm -mm. Um, two, no one understands how you feel or what you go through mentally or physically or, or what you're thinking more than your goalie partner. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, no one's going to understand you more than your goalie partner. And 
no one is going to be able to push you more than your goalie partner. And I think a lot of times when there's beef between goalie partners, it might be because one's better than the other or one's playing more than the other, but that's not your goalie partner's fault. No. He's not the one like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, maybe he is better than you, but that's just motivation for you to work hard. That doesn't give you a reason to be an asshole to him. Cause that's also not going to help you get better on the ice. And it's not going to help you get to the next level because your best agents are your, your teammates and your coaches. So if you're a shit teammate, you're a shit goalie partner, like it doesn't matter how good you are because all you're going to do is bring guys around, bring guys down around you. So, you know, and, and I've always said this goalies are glue guys in locker rooms. They can be guys that bring a lot of, you know, um, you know, laughter and goofiness and like fun to a locker room yeah. because they're just exotic guys or they can bring a lot of just like negativity to a room. So, you know, that's something I pride myself on as being a glue guy. And, you know, I think Shane and I, we had an awesome, we're both very outgoing guys, goofy guys. And um, we had an awesome relationship. And I think together him and I brought not only just like good vibes to the locker room, but I think guys seeing our relationship, like Shane was our guy all year. I think he should have been, you know, at least a nominee for goalie of the year. I think between him and I think I don't know who played more him or Cam but I think he was one or two in games played this year um Shane was and he was a stud the guy's an absolute dog he just signed to actually just signed to one with Boston so shout out with him there you go um or with, with uh Providence sorry but um yeah awesome guy and I think too just the guys that being able to observe that relationship of hey it is literally one-on-one like it is it's either him playing or it's me but like that isn't, you know, that isn't getting in the way of our egos. Like we're, we're buddies off the ice. We hang out off the ice in the locker room. We're goofing around with each other. Like there is no ego there. We are, we're out there for practice, pushing each other, working hard, you know, trying to make each other better, giving each other tips, whatever. And yeah, we both want to play. Don't get me wrong for sure. I would love to beat his ass and like put him on the bench for once. Like let me play some games, Shane, (laughs) you know, but like, And it like, I just think, yeah, I think goalies for sure. It is, you can be a very, you and your goalie partner can be a very good example of what a relationship should look like because, you know, now, you know, your centermen's maybe you're, you know, there's three centermen's that play, right. But you have four or five on a team. Like you guys are all in the same spot. Like, sure. Like someone's taking someone's job, but you're also, you guys can also make each other better too. So, you know, that's only going to help you play more games down the road, whether it's, you know, that, that season or the next season or whatever. So um, good for my time with Shane. I, I really do think that, you know, our relationship brought a lot of positive energy and really helped, um, you know, the culture that we built in Kansas City. I think Shane and I had a lot to do with that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to have him as a partner. And I learned a lot from this year. So, <laughs> excuse me, wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, that's, that's a great, like, great, like, idea of like a relationship to have with your goalie partner because like now you hear about like especially in like the youth hockey and all that like you hear goalie partners just hating each other and being like oh this guy this guy is like he's better than me like I I hate his guts because of that but like Mm -hmm. when you have like that relationship like you and Shane did and like other other goalie partners that I know like you like it makes you work harder and makes you get even better because you have that competitive like that friendly competition especially in practice and games to help push your, help, help push each other. And then that's what you're going to get. You're going to get gains out of that because of that. 
Definitely. And I mean, there's good karma from that. Like if you're, if you're on the bench, like hoping your goalie partner plays well and does well and you're pumped when he makes a good save, like he's going to give you that same energy in return. And you feel that like you, I mean, I've had goalie partners that didn't feel that way. And you can tell like, you know, you're, you're in a game TV timeout and you can just feel like your goalie partner doesn't give doesn't care if you get shelled or if you you're playing well, but when they do, you know, like that example I said with Yuri, like you feel that, you know what I mean? You, you, you know, when your goalie partner wants you to do well and it just makes you feel less alone out there. You're like, yeah, like we're in this together. Like I'm, it's just me, the one, I'm the one stopping the pucks for us today. Like, and tomorrow Shane's one stopping the pucks for us, but you know, it's, we're in it together. Like, I'm his biggest cheerleader. And then when I'm playing, like he's my biggest cheerleader. So, um, and it, it really, it just makes it more fun too. Like at the end of the day, it makes hockey, it makes backing up more fun. It makes playing more fun. Like it makes the day to day of grinding against each other more fun. It just yeah. makes everything better. Yeah, exactly. Big, biggest cheerleaders of, of, of each other. And like, it, there's not nothing better than that. Cause it makes, it's a good feeling. Like you said, and it makes makes everything more fun, especially when you're backing up. Because not everyone, no one wants to back up. Like everyone wants to play games, but like right. when you have that relationship with your partner, like makes it better, even better to back up. And you're not like pissed at him or anything like that. You're just cheering him on. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a- absolutely. But uh, to wrap things up, I put posted like a Q and A on Instagram, so we'll get to some of those questions before cool. uh, we wrap things up here. So. Uh, First question is how to become quicker in the crease. Cool. Um, I mean, you need strength to be quick in the crease and you need agility, right? So um, obviously a training program is always going to help, especially if you're doing any kind of like weight training. Um, I don't, you know, recommend that you just start doing that on your own without any coaching or without any like program, any someone programming it for you who knows how to properly, you know, program for your age and skill level. And um, uh, I guess experience with weight training, so that's really not something to mess around with, but um, single leg stuff, you know, really goalie is a single leg position. So single leg squats, single leg jumps, um, agility work, whether it's uh, with uh, agility hurdles or ladders, stuff like that. Um, those are great ways to, um, you know, help improve your speed in the net, single leg strength exercises and, and uh, you know, agility. Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect answer right there. The next one is, I want to achieve the splits. What do I need to do? Hit my <laughs> I think, I think this kid may have texted me today. <laughs> Honestly, it's again, uh, you know, you need flexibility and you need mobility. So yeah. flexibility is a range of motion that you can, you know, stretch into and mobility is a, a uh, range of motion that you can con- control movement through. So, um, you, you know, you need both of those for the splits. The one injury is, is when you move into a range of motion that you don't have the control over or um, just don't have the ability to actually get into or, or, um, you know, control load or weight under. So um, it's a load. That's such a loaded question. I want to say the biggest thing is you need obviously healthy hips. You need strong um, glutes, strong adductors, and we need to make sure that um, we have healthy knees, right? Cause usually when guys don't have their split and they try to get into it, that force end up going, ends up going to the knee. And that's when guys get hurt because they don't have the range of motion in their adductors and their hamstrings or in their hips. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a loaded and loaded question, but like a, it's a solid answer for sure. And can't, can't forget those hip cards either. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, like if you want to start somewhere, DM me for my free hit, my free uh, cars routine. It's free. It is probably the best thing that you can do for your overall just joint health. I have um, an exercise for every joint in your body. And like I said, it's free. There's no kicker. It is. And I recommend, like, I tell everyone, tell your parents to do this stuff. Like I heart, heart my mom and dad all the time to do their cars. Cause it, all it is doing is making your joints healthier and improving, you know, their ability to move through their full 360 range of motion. So whether you're playing goalie or you're just an adult, like if your parents have any kind of just aches and pains, like cars will certainly help with that. Yeah, absolutely. Next question is uh, how, how do you warm up properly for goalies 11 to 12? Uh, great, great question. Um, I would say, you know, again, a little bit loaded question, but some, some plyometrics, some dynamic stuff. So high knees, butt kickers, um, leg kicks, things like that. We definitely need to get some strength things in there. So some walking lunges, some lateral lunges, and again, uh, single leg stuff since it is a single leg sport. And I think a big thing with our warmups, whether you're a youth kid or older, is it should in, uh, include some sort of balance. Balance is w- the most effective way to, you know, activate the most things in your body without, you know, doing a bunch of extra movements. So anything that requires balance is going to kind of turn more lights on in your body than, um, you know, you might, you might think. So even just standing on one leg, like you need your ankle to be stable. The knee has to be turned on, um, the adductors, the adductors, the hamstring, your glute, everything has to kind of be turned on. Core has to be engaged, right. To maintain, you know, stability, you've got to have your foot, you know, firmly gripping into the floor. So anything that uses some balance as well. Yeah. I, I love that answer. I got, I got two more, two more questions for you. Uh, Shields, cool. wants to know tuck or no tuck? <laughs> oh, no tuck, sir. I let that thing <laughs> hang out. And then uh, suspenders over or under chesty? Under, actually. So since uh, since I don't tuck my chest protector, I wear suspenders over and they're super, super loose. So my, I like my pants to feel like they're just hanging there. I don't like feeling like there's like they're tied together. So they it's really just to kind of keep them kind of up, like from falling off my ass pretty much. And then I've got a loop on the inside of my chesty that, um, well, I got, yeah, like I'm, I've got skate lace that runs from the inside of my chesty that ties into a loop on my pants, just super loose, just so they're at least like kind of together, but not. I, I don't like when I go down that feeling of the chesty riding up, so it at least kind of keeps it down a little bit, but they still kind of have like some loose and floppiness to it. And then I've got like a fight strap on my the back of my chesty as well that loops in. Um, just again, to kind of keep things from being too droopy, especially like when I get, I'm a big time sweater. So once I start really sweating, things get heavy and then that's when things really start to sag. So the suspenders help with that, but, um, yeah, that's, that's my setup. Good. Good style too. Thanks. Appreciate that. Oh yeah. And then the last question is, uh, uh, stack the pads goaltending wants to know he, uh, what's it like moving up a league every two weeks he said i mainly want to know what it was like moving up a league a league or two every like couple couple oh, weeks sure honestly it was i feel like i really didn't think about it until i guess i thought about it a little bit after that second game and i played well again um and i was also there right up until like the deadline where they had to send guys back so there's like a certain deadline where you kind of have to send guys like at least like guys like myself, I think back to their team. Otherwise they, I don't totally know how it works, but 
to my understanding, like if they didn't send me back down within like a couple of days of this date or on this, by this date, then they kind of had to keep me the rest of the year. So it was like really close. Like, I think I got sent down on that date. So I'm like, I was on the phone with my mom. I was like, mom, they might like get screwed and have to keep me the rest of the year. Like, I was like, this could be sick. Like I might not be playing, but they might not like, if they don't like have the numbers to send me down, they might just be, they might just have to keep me. But, uh, go to the casinos. Every it, day. Yeah. Right. So, um, it was really probably after all of that, um, you know, my drive home from the season that I really just had to reflect on it. And when I was in it, I was just playing, like, I was just trying to keep it going. And, uh, you know, I think a big thing for me, anytime I get to a team is, is just trying at least show the guys that I've got good energy, um, show my personality a little bit without being obnoxious. And, um, of course just work hard. And for me too, it was kind of just like, all right, like another opportunity to prove it. Like, let's see if you've got it. Let's see if you've got it. So I just tried to look at it as, Hey, that's just an opportunity to, for me to prove to myself, um, and to see where my game's at. And, uh, just, yeah, I was just riding the wave really. Like I said earlier, just riding the wave. And, um, I, I will say like towards the end of it, things maybe got a little stressful just cause you know, you do want to win and every, I, you know, coming back from Henderson, I, I was, a, I did start feeling a little bit drained just because it was so much movement and so much, uh, just like, and then, and, you know, first ECHL game, first ECHL, ECHL win. Now I'm like, just a lot of moving parts. So, um, I definitely did kind of feel a little fatigued kind of after it all mentally, but, um, yeah, during it all, I was just riding the wave and, and yeah, like I said before, just grateful for the opportunities. And you do it any, any, any time of the, any time of the week again, anytime. Absolutely. I would do it all over again. There, there we go. I, I love that. But, uh, DK, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you again for coming on for the fourth time, whatever it is. Want to wish you the best of luck going into next season with Kansas City and uh, go go win a Kelly. Hey, man, that's the goal. I appreciate you having me on. And, yeah, man, take care. Yeah, you too.